pain has reached epidemic proportions in America. I'm Dr. Paul Christo. This is Aches and Gains. Dr. Paul Christo is one of America's leading experts on relieving pain. He's board-certified, Harvard-trained, and a pain medicine specialist at Johns Hopkins. U.S. News and World Report ranks him as a top doctor and among the top 1% in the nation for pain management. Becker's Review selected him as one of the 70 best pain management physicians in America. He's listed as a super doctor for the Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Northern Virginia area. Aches and Gains is a weekly talk show covering all aspects of pain and pain relief. The human impact is real. Older adults, children, and even infants struggle to cope with pain. But there's hope, and there are treatments that can ease pain and suffering. The show offers compelling stories about people who've found relief. We share cutting-edge treatments from contributing experts, and we offer ways to help people cope with their pain. Welcome to the show. It seems surprising, but pain caused by emotional distress can be felt more deeply and for a longer period of time than pain caused by physical injuries. Social isolation, guilt, grief, or rejection can be gut-wrenching. It's visceral and painful. In its most severe form, depression can lead to suicide and represents a way to end the pain. And there's a real overlap between our mental states, that is our mind, and our brain. For example, exciting neuroimaging research is showing that doing things like anticipating pain, or imagining pain, or even empathizing with someone else's pain, activates the same brain regions that process a physically painful event, like burning our finger. On today's show, we'll talk to Julie Hirsch, author of Struck by Living, From Depression to Hope. Julie shares her journey from the depths of painful depression and three suicide attempts to the path of recovery and hope. Then Dr. Judith Orloff, psychiatrist and New York Times bestselling author of Emotional Freedom, provides a unique perspective on healing emotional pain. Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic, Mylan Pharmaceuticals, Purdue Pharma, Endo Pharmaceuticals, Horizon Pharma, Pentec Health, and Boston Scientific. For live online listening to Aches and Gains, please go to paulchristomd.com. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. If you have any questions or comments for Dr. Christo, please email him at achesandgains at gmail.com. Julie Hirsch is the author of Struck by Living, From Depression to Hope. An autobiography, Julie's book traces her life's journey, I mean, how she descended into the pain of depression, attempted to end her life three times, and how she discovered the path to recovery. Both Mental Health America and Norwood University have honored her for outstanding contributions to mental health. Julie, welcome to Aches and Gains. Thank you. There's a metaphor in your book that you use on several occasions to help people visualize the way that you saw the world when you were depressed. W- would you elaborate on that for us? Um, well, I talk about depression feeling as though that you are in a glass tube, that you can see things, but you can't connect with them. And I think I use another analogy that I felt like I was almost a ghost, that my physical presence was there, but my spirit really wasn't in my body anymore. I was just sort of a shell of a human being. I mean, it sounds like you were very disconnected. Julie, what? Tell us more specifically about the book. Sure. I went through a very serious depression in 2001 where I attempted suicide several times mm-hmm. and then ended up doing electroconvulsive therapy, which helped me catapult out of the depression. Yeah. And then I did a lot of psychotherapy. And the book is, it talks about 
sort of the process I went through to understand why I became depressed in the first place. You know, Julie, we have evidence that most patients with chronic pain and psychiatric illness have a physical basis for their pain, but the perception of pain is made worse by the overlying depression, for for example. What link do you see uh, or did you experience between emotional pain and depression? I think it's huge, and if you if you look at the combination of depression with other illnesses, mm-hmm. depression makes recovery slower and not as effective. And exactly. so if you can address the depression part of your um, illness, you're going to be much better off. Yeah, I agree. Julie, what does depression feel like for you? There's just this really persistent negative train of thought mm-hmm. um, that... I mean, it it is painful in that you don't feel good when you're thinking like that. You feel tired and you feel worn out. And, And, and Julie, where do you feel it in your body? uh, I would say more in my stomach. I do feel clouded. Like, I can remember when I was really depressed, I actually thought I had some sort of um, brain problem. Mm -hmm. And I asked them to do an MRI um, because I was certain that I might have a brain tumor or something like that. It really physically felt different. When you have chronic pain, that's something that can lead to depression. Very true. And the depression can intensify pain. You know, some of my patients just feel that their physical pain demoralizes them because they've lost the ability to work, uh, to socialize, maybe exercise. I mean, do those things that make life worth living. I mean, it strikes me that emotional pain can be just as destructive. I think even more so. I think emotional pain can be devastating. And what's interesting, though, is it's probably something that is most um, manageable if people will only try to manage it. What makes it worse than physical pain? There's a feeling of hopelessness that sets in and you just give up because you don't think there's a way to handle it. You can't, you know, take a brain scan and say, oh, yeah, you have this level of depression or you have that. People don't really believe it exists. So they think, oh, if I'm just a stronger person, if I pray more, if mm-hmm. I do this more, this should go away, and I'm a bad person if I have this. Though it's, it's a very self-defeating disease. And it is a real disease as well, and I'm sorry you had to go through that. Uh, tell us about the, the darker side of depression that almost ended your life, not once, but three times. You know, it's sounds strange, but I was very logical about it. I just thought, well, I can't think anymore. I can't be a benefit to my family anymore. And therefore, I don't deserve to exist. It almost sounds like you were were drowning in, in hopelessness. When we come back, we'll talk to Julie about how she actually attempted suicide three times. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic, the global leader in medical technology, alleviating pain, restoring health, and extending life for millions of people around the world. Mylan Pharmaceuticals, one of the world's leading generic pharmaceutical companies. Discover why at Mylan, quality isn't just a claim, it's a cause we've made personal at seeinsidemylan.com. Purdue Pharma, making a positive impact on healthcare and on lives reminding everyone to safeguard medications in their home. Welcome back. We're speaking with Julie Hirsch, 
author of Struck by Living, about depression and emotional pain. Julie, would you share some of the details of your suicide attempts? You know, there was one point where I got a knife out and I thought I was going to slash my wrists. And mm. luckily, my husband found me with my uh, with the knife at my wrist. I mean, the second time I hiked up to this cliff, um, and then I realized the cliff was not as steep as I thought it was. And I thought, great, I'm going to jump off this and I'm just going to be paralyzed and depressed. And then the third time, I basically drove my car in the garage and let it run for 90 minutes. And luckily, I think my garage happens to be very well ventilated, and so that didn't work either. And it was after that third attempt that I did ECT. Since then, I really haven't had anything close to what I experienced in 2001. That's wonderful to hear. And I I think it's important to say that that multiple studies have shown that patients with chronic pain are at greater risk for thinking about suicide, attempting suicide, and actually completing suicide. Uh, And that depression is one of the strongest predictors of suicidality in patients with pain. Julie, some of my patients in severe pain feel that they just can't face another day. You must have felt the same way. Yes. I mean, obviously, when I attempted suicide, that's I felt like I could not go through another day. Your brain can't see the future. And there may be something in the future that's coming that will allow you to deal with that pain or deal with that situation that will allow you to have all these amazing experiences that you can't see right now. That's absolutely right. And I try to convey the same message to my patients. That is, don't give up. We've heard many times on this show that it's important to seek out new treatments, to do your own research, because you'll find the answer. Julie, I've heard songs by artists like the late Whitney Houston that say things like, my heart is full of pain. Does that feeling resonate with you? Well... The pain was sort of a subcategory. Um, and then the truly dangerous part of my illness was when I had no feeling at all. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, I just felt like I wasn't, I wasn't existing in my body anymore. You know, that kind of alienation must have been very painful. How can loved ones and close friends relate to our pain that's emotional? I mean, what can they do to help get us through it? Well, I think... Um, listening is a huge benefit. Mm -hmm. A hand on the shoulder and a kind word can sometimes save a life. If you think about when people attempt suicide, it's when they reach that extreme level of isolation. And that listening and a kind touch is really a key thing to helping people feel connected. Mm -hmm. Just the power of human touch can achieve more than most of us can imagine. How did your family comfort you? Um, They were actually amazingly great. My husband was good in that he would write me little notes. Mm -hmm. He would always be there, and he was very loving. He actually reached out to a group of friends that we have, and he said, look, I can't manage this on my own. I need your help. I need you to come by and sit with me, basically, um, and make sure she's okay, make sure she doesn't hurt herself. And our friends came and did that. So. So he was able to share his emotional pain with our friends, and I think I'm here today because of that. Well, that's a great story of human compassion. Julie, you had electroconvulsive therapy, also known as ECT, that was that produced life-altering results for you. Would you tell us a little bit about it? Sure. Basically what happens is there is a very 
light pulse of electricity that is passed through the brain. You're under anesthesia, so you don't, and it doesn't take very long either. I mean, I, I think it takes longer to go in and out of anesthesia than it does to actually administer the ECT. And how did you feel after the treatment? I felt sort of achy around my neck and shoulders, but nothing horrible. Mm -hmm. I had issues with short-term memory that seemed to recover as soon as I, after about six weeks. Oh, good. Uh, You told me earlier that the results were dramatic for you and almost immediate, but what's typical? Most people will see a positive reaction Within four treatments, oftentimes it's their family members who recognize the change in behavior first. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's very encouraging. Julie, before we close, for those suffering from the pain of depression or, or other types of emotional pain, what message of hope do you have for them? Life will change. And you just have to hang on long enough to see what happens. I'm so happy that you're successful and leading a fulfilling life, Julie. And thank you so much for joining us today on Aches and Gains. Thank you. It's been, it's been a real pleasure. I've enjoyed it. Up next is Dr. Judith Orloff, psychiatrist and New York Times bestselling author. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is supported by Endo Pharmaceuticals, a U.S.-based specialty healthcare solutions company that delivers innovative diagnostics, drugs, devices, and clinical data to meet the needs of patients in areas such as pain, urology, oncology, and endocrinology. Horizon Pharma, a biopharmaceutical company that develops and commercializes innovative medicines to target unmet therapeutic needs in arthritis, pain, and inflammatory diseases. Pentech Health, one of the nation's largest pharmacy and nursing companies dedicated solely to providing in-home care for patients with implanted pumps used for the treatment of severe pain or spasticity. Welcome back. We're here with Dr. Judith Orloff, author of Emotional Freedom. She's an assistant clinical professor of psychiatry at UCLA. She blends traditional medicine, energy, spirituality, and intuition into her practice to achieve total wellness and emotional healing. Her work has been featured on The Today Show, CNN, Oprah Magazine, and USA Today. Dr. Orloff, welcome to Aches and Gains. Thank you. It's good to be here. You've written a book called Emotional Freedom. Tell us a bit about it. Well, Emotional Freedom talks about how we can transform negative emotions, painful emotions, into more positive ones using various techniques, Uh such as harnessing your biology, learning your psychological background, focusing on spirituality, something greater than the self, Mm -hmm. and also learning to work with your various energy fluctuations and relationships. And I think you've really done that in your book. Judith, you're more than just a psychiatrist because you integrate intuition and energy work into your therapeutic approach. How? When a patient comes in, I listen to what they have to say, Mm -hmm. but I'm also tuning in with my intuition, and that gives me a lot of added information other than just what they tell me because... A lot of times people don't know why they're really there. And intuition gives you, it's like a secret weapon. It gives you extra information to help them. You know, there are many aspects of mental illness that cause us emotional pain. And our previous guest, Julie Hirsch, suffered from severe depression that led to not one but three suicide attempts. From a psychiatric perspective, what is emotional pain? Well, emotional pain can come from uh, a biochemistry that's out of balance. Mm -hmm. For instance, if your serotonin is low, and people can subjectively experience depression. The pain of having disappointments, of having breakups. So it's about learning to work with difficult challenges in life, which I consider all spiritual challenges, aimed to help us grow stronger so that we don't succumb to pain, 
that we're able to work with pain and see it as a part of life, but learning to flow with it rather than attaching to it, we can flow with it rather than resisting it also. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Uh, Dr. Orloff, there was an outdated term called psychogenic pain that was used to explain pain that was sort of imaginary and wasn't able to be identified anywhere in the body. But today, neuroimaging studies are doing things like showing us that anticipating pain or imagining pain or empathizing with someone else's pain actually activates the same brain regions that are also involved with processing a physically painful event like burning our finger. So there's really a dynamic interplay between our mental states, that is our mind, and our brain. Yes, we have innate compassion for other people. And so our brain responds when someone else or a loved one is in pain Mm -hmm. um, and that we subjectively respond also. Um, So there's all kinds of ways to process pain. One thing I talk about in emotional freedom is the concept of emotional empathy, where some people are emotional sponges, and I'm one of them. Mm. And if you're sensitive, you have a sensitive system and you tend to take it on, it can make you exhausted. You know, Judith, I had a patient who was twenty, who had a 25-year-old daughter that was killed. And he told me that when that happened, he was completely enveloped by pain that felt like a nuclear bomb detonating inside of him. I mean, it seemed to me that this description really conveys the essence of emotional pain. What's your impression? When you have such an intense loss of that, it feels like your whole body is wrenching with pain. Yeah. And the whole trick of dealing with that pain is you have to let it flow through you and deal with the feelings as they come so it doesn't get stuck in your body mm-hmm. or so you don't bring it in some organ system or your muscles. You want to let the pain work its way through. It's the body's response to dealing with loss. It's actually, to me, it's a very beautiful surrender defense mechanism in the body. It's it's our body allowing us to work through what's difficult and clear it. Pain is excruciating. I mean, it's easy to say, deal with your pain. (laughs) And physical pain can be excruciating. And emotional pain can feel like it's taking you inside out, turning you inside out and wringing you out. And it just Mm -hmm. comes in waves and and it's, it's very intense. Yeah, I mean, they're both intense, physical pain and emotional pain. Dr. Orloff, how often, in your experience, does emotional pain manifest itself as a physical pain somewhere in the body? Some of my patients have vulnerabilities for migraine headaches, and so when they feel stress or something happens in their life that's disturbing, they get a migraine. Mm-hmm. You know, others get, you know, a spastic colon or they get a you know, nauseous. You know, others get back pain. The back is a very sensitive receptor for pain. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people have chronic back pain and that exacerbates. I've noticed in my own practice that people simply do have different vulnerabilities uh, for pain, as you described. Uh, Judith, in a study in 2008, uh, I think it was in the Journal of Psychological Science, they found that pain caused by emotional distress was felt more deeply and for a longer period of time than pain caused by physical injuries. In your experience, what would make this happen? Well, I think emotional distress affects the heart. And the heart is a very tender place in the body. Yeah. And it takes longer for the, the heart to process the pain. Um, and when the heart is broken or when the heart is disappointed, the risk is that people shut down. 
then that pain stays lodged in their body for a longer time. Physical pain, in a way, is easier to deal with, although I believe there's always an emotional component. Mm -hmm. And I wonder whether it's related to the mental process of reliving the emotionally painful event. I mean, like social isolation, guilt, grief, or rejection. Yes, yes. And I believe pain triggers pain. I I had a patient who had a twisted ankle. And then suddenly he's having memories of his divorce six years ago that he never resolved the feelings of. Wow. So it was the pain of the ankle that triggered the emotional pain. Well, Judith, it, it almost seems then that we might be plagued by recollections of emotional pain. Well, the brain is very kind and time heals. So we get a, a certain distance from things and life goes on and we have positive memories and good things that happen in the place of, of old hurts. But in, in terms of loss and grief, like for instance, you know, when I lost both my parents, I don't grieve, I don't grieve for them constantly, but I have waves of missing them, waves of pain, waves of I wish my, my mother was here, you know, that kind of thing. And so when that happens, I just allow it to flow through me and it usually comes and goes. It mm-hmm. doesn't stay. But grief and pain, they're not static. They're organic, and they flow, and they can come up at any time. And as long as you can honor that and also cry, crying is a wonderful way to release pain. It's the body's natural um, healing mechanism to release stress and and, um, fear. And so if people can allow themselves to cry, there's a healing power in tears also that helps to process the pain. Great point. Uh, Tell us then, Judith, how best to recover from the emotional pain that we experience in our lives. Yes. Well, the best way to recover from emotional pain is to try and be honest with it and to try not and numb it with drugs, alcohol, sex, food, whatever. Deal with it little by little. And you don't have to deal with it all at once. Pain is so, you know, it's it's so hard to deal with. It's so excruciating pain. And most people attach to it. No, but I love the mindfulness approach to pain and just breathing through it, feeling the sensations, but letting it come in and out and letting it go and not, not attaching to it because when you resist pain, it makes it worse. And people need to know that. Yes, learning those techniques that allow you to uh, work through and detach yourself from the pain are all important. So, Dr. Orloff, it seems that a key to recovering from emotional pain is to surround ourselves with those who have positive energy. Oh, yes. Well, that, I, I'm a big believer in that, that you want to surround yourself with relationships that are positive and loving and supportive. Right. These people give off a warm, fuzzy glow. You want to move towards them. You feel like hugging them. You want to talk to them. You feel safe around them. They're able to love. They make you feel good. They make your energy go up. So yeah. just take a look around for them. They're, they're around. That You want to collect those in your life so you can have a circle of positive friends. That sounds great. I mean, on the flip side, though, uh, there aren't, not everybody is like that. Yeah, I have a whole chapter in emotional freedom on emotional vampires. And these are people who can suck you dry. Um, you're, <laughs> yeah, you're around them and your energy goes down. Yeah. So you have to identify those people. I go through different types, you know, such as the criticizer, the judger, the narcissist, the victim, the poor me person, um, the passive aggressive person, the malicious type. There are various types of energy vampires, so you have to identify each one and, and just learn how to set very clear limits and boundaries with them. Yeah, I'm glad you gave us that list, too. Before we close, will you talk to us about the importance of compassion to ourselves uh, in a way that we can use to deliberately create a condition that promotes our own emotional healing. The primary relationship you have is with yourself. 
you know, other people are there too, but you have to deal with yourself. And the self is terrifying. It can be. Um, and so you have to really learn how to be sweet and kind and loving and compassionate with yourself. That's essential. Great points. I believe that both compassion and forgiveness of ourselves and others are vital to healing emotional pain. Dr. Judith Orloff, author of Emotional Freedom, I want to thank you so much for joining us today on Aches and Gains. Oh, you're very welcome. Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic, Myelin Pharmaceuticals, Purdue Pharma, Endo Pharmaceuticals, Horizon Pharma, Pentech Health, and Boston Scientific. Follow us on Twitter at DRPaulCristo and like us on Facebook, Aches and Gains. The views and opinions expressed in this radio program are solely the views of Dr. Paul Christo and do not necessarily express the views of this radio station and Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine, nor an endorsement by any or all of them of any of its content. This show provides medical information, not advice. Please consult your personal physician before engaging in any course of treatment or use of any of the techniques or products discussed on this show. Discussion of particular uses of products on this show have not been approved by any of the manufacturers of such products. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. That's paulchristomd.com. Aches and Gains is produced by Tom Blair and Ty Ford. Elsa Langford is the technical consultant and engineer. Dr. Paul Christo is the executive producer. Thanks for listening. This is Aches and Gains with Dr. Paul Christo.